This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's Secretary of State Wes Allen has released a new database that is designed to ensure accurate registered voters here in Alabama. The system has been in development within the Secretary of State's office ever since Allen took office this past January. Allen says that the effort to create the system has revealed more than 30,000 active registered voters who have notified the U.S. Postal Service that they currently live outside of the state and 8,000 of those who have received a driver's license in another state while still remaining active on the voter registration list here in Alabama. The whole new system is called AVID, and it's the first of its kind in the nation. The database will work with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency and have data exchanges with other bordering states to Alabama in order to confirm the legitimacy of those registered here in the state. AVID will also work with the Social Security Death Index to maintain accurate data On that end, Allen says this new database will be an incredible tool in detecting voter fraud and protecting our elections. Former Secretary of State John Merrill is responding to this news, comparing AVID to the ERIC system that Alabama was enrolled in prior to Wes Allen taking office. Merrill seems to think that AVID is inferior to ERIC. However, the ERIC system is run by out-of-state entities and have had questionable practices in how they're using the voter information that states are giving them. And since they're a private entity, there's no way of knowing. Allen says the AVID system is an Alabama-based system. A state lawmaker responds to last week's report coming from the Alabama Department of Education where they said they were changing the required reading score levels for third graders in order for them to pass on into fourth grade. The change to the reading score lowers the threshold by which a third grader is considered to be proficient in reading, which is required by the Alabama Literacy Act. State Senator Arthur Orr recently spoke on WVNN radio out of Huntsville, saying he hopes this change is a reflection of the State Board of Education wanting to do what is best for the kids rather than adults who are in the public school system. Or reiterated that statistics show that a third grader not being able to read adequately by the end of the year has serious repercussions in their adult life and employment capabilities in the future. A Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy is speaking out about a recent attack on him and other deputies by a man in the Pinson area, and the deputy says that person is being given preferential treatment due to his familial ties. Deputy Clint Bowden was called in to help in the Pinson area due to short staffing, and that's when a man was reported to be throwing things at cars. Bowden confronted the man who then charged at the deputy trying to get Bowden's gun away. The man was tased but unfazed and ended up beating Bowden severely in the face while also trying to reach for a bag of knives that he had. Two deputies arrived as backup and took the suspect into custody. Bowden suffered a concussion and other injuries that will keep him at home for 15 days. Bowden told 1890 News reporter Erica Thomas that the suspect has been identified as Vincent Kimbrough and that he is the son of a judge in Jefferson County, as well as a nephew to the deputy chief of police. Bowden says that Kimbrough has a history of terrorizing the Eagle Ridge neighborhood and has done so for the past few years with impunity. You can read more on this story at 1890news.com. Here's important information if you have some backup equipment in case of tornado or hurricanes. The Consumer Product Safety Commission has issued a recall on 64,000 Generac portable generators. That generator has a fire and burn risk with at least three incidences being reported. The Generac portable generator was sold from April of 2011 to June of this year before the recall occurred and involves two model types, the 15,000E and the 17,500E. 
A former female golfer at Auburn University is the winner of the 2023 Guardian Championship that was held in Prattville this past weekend. Sydney Clanton came in as the winner of the golf tournament with 17 under par, and Miranda Wang came in second at 15 under par. This is Clanton's third career win on the Epson Tour. One of the stories that was featured on the Daily Detail a few weeks ago has to do with 1,600 scientists signing a declaration that denies there's a climate crisis occurring that merits the level of panic and fear that is being raised by other scientists across the globe. That declaration can be found at the website of the Climate Intelligence Foundation, which is C-L-I-N-T-E-L.org. One of those signatories is a professor emeritus at UAB at Huntsville. Dr. Krishnan Chitor spoke with me about what led him to step into this controversial and political debate by signing that declaration. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, you know, what's going on here? Why is it that there is this intense urgency to tell everybody else that, you know, the temperature is increasing at such a rate and based on models, mathematical models, they said, whoa, you know, in X number of years or something, we're going to boil away all the water or something. In fact, you see that recently the public is starting to question global unquote, warming. So the UN chief, is it somebody recently started using the term global boiling? <laughs> and I thought to myself, it, it's almost like they just want to keep the public alarmed about something. And the more they are trying, the less public is believing, in part because the public doesn't sense what they're trying to force the public to sense. Dr. Chitur, I, I appreciate what you just said, that the the average person doesn't buy into this because they are not oh. feeling it. They're not sensing it overall. They're not seeing the effects of all of this boiling no. um, right. that, that we're supposed to be alarmed about. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, yeah, fossil fuels contribute to CO2. They probably do contribute somewhere to the global warming and stuff. But... Mankind has always adapted. We don't sit around and say, oh, um, you know, the water levels are rising over here. I'm just going to stay here and drown. No, we adapt. You know, we, we move away or we build up something and stuff like that. So I, I started there for distrusting this alarmist stuff in there. And then it appears most of the stuff that people talk about when it comes to global warming, climate change, whatever, is that people are trying to enrich themselves uh, by essentially redirecting resources to their own pet projects. I will feature more parts of this conversation that was with Dr. Chitur, so stay tuned. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, five U.S. citizens have been released from the country of Iran as part of a deal that was struck between that country and the Biden administration. Prison swap is more than an even exchange since the U.S. will receive five U.S. citizens who have been imprisoned in Iran and Iran will receive five prisoners that have been held here in the U.S. But on top of all of that, the Biden administration has promised to help the number one state sponsor of terrorism by freeing up $6 billion worth of Iranian assets from previous sanctions that had frozen those assets in accounts across the globe. The Biden administration is insisting that this is not a ransom payment or any type of capitulation to terrorism terrorist demands. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says that the accounts holding the money in Qatar and other countries will be supervised and that leaders in Tehran must submit requests before those funds can be withdrawn. The request for the funds must be used strictly for humanitarian purposes in the country of Iran. Former President Donald Trump says the deal will bring about terrible things from that country and called President Joe Biden dumb as a rock. 
for the precedent-setting deal that he made with Iran, which Trump says makes the U.S. a laughingstock. Trump took issue with the $6 billion released of funds, which he called a ransom, and he pointed out that he has brought 58 hostages home from different countries when he was president, including North Korea, and never paid anything to get them. Joe Biden's son Hunter is now suing the IRS for the whistleblowers from within that agency who revealed the extent of his tax evasion when Joe Biden was vice president and beyond. Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler were two of those whistleblowers who recently testified before Congress this year about the Department of Justice slow walking and or diverting from a true investigation into Hunter Biden's foreign business deals and his tax problems. Now Shapley has hired attorney Tristan Levitt to represent him in this lawsuit coming from Hunter Biden. Levitt recently went on Fox News and revealed that the IRS leadership was not so much the problem as those within the DOJ when it comes to the investigation into Hunter. The IRS supervision uh, supervisors either supported him in what he was doing or those that didn't like it really backed away from the case and weren't involved. It wasn't until he disclosed his concerns to U.S. Attorney David Weiss that there began to be problems for him. And that's when Weiss began retaliating against him. And that's what set him on this path of deciding to come forward both the retaliation and the knowledge that, you know, as Weiss disclosed, Biden appointed U.S. attorneys were blocking charges from being brought against Hunter Biden. Police in Los Angeles have found and arrested a man accused of an ambush that killed an L.A. sheriff's deputy. Deputy Ryan Clinkenbrumer was shot and killed while he sat inside his patrol car. The suspect, who drove up and shot at Clinkenbrumer, was found barricaded at a home in Palmdale this past Monday. He's identified as a 29-year-old man. L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna says his agency is confident that they found the right suspect in this case. 30-year-old Deputy Clinkenbrumer was a third-generation law enforcement officer and had just become engaged four days before his death. A 91-year-old former U.S. Attorney General Edwin Meese is seeing so many holes in the legal case against Donald Trump and co-defendant Jeffrey Clark coming from the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis that Meese has now gone so far as to file an amicus brief within that case in order to challenge the actions of Willis. In that brief, Meese argues that the conspiracy charges coming from Willis violates the supremacy clause within the U.S. Constitution that offers privileged and confidential discussions for the president under federal law. Meese even pointed out that not even George Wallace and Orville Faubus tried to go against President John Kennedy and his discussions with A.G. Robert Kennedy at the height of the civil right disputes that happened decades ago. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 